Do you need a sales team but don't have the income to pay them? Are you looking to grow your business and not sure how to train and hire a sales team? Learn what Next Sales is doing to help businesses set appointments, close deals, and grow their business with a remote virtual sales team. Tune into this week's episode of Stand Out and Grow to learn more. I'm Kat Ramirez, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I wanna help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. This is episode 17 of Stand Out and Grow. Booyah. My guest today helps businesses have a sales team to set up appointments or even close deals for them. He works with a variety of business categories that sell either a product, service, or tool. His company guarantees the appointments or closed deal. He has been in sales all of his career and figured out a way to sell his service to businesses who have a need for salespeople without all the hard cost of training and expenses. Please join me in welcoming Andrew Jacoby, CEO of Nexcel. Welcome, Andrew Jacoby, to our show today. We're so excited to have you and listen and learn about your company, um, Nexcel's. Great. Got that That's right? right? That's right. That's exactly okay. right. Okay. Great. Great. So um, I know our audience is really excited and eager to hear about, you know, how you got it started and, um, you know, why you created this this model, because I love the story. Um, but let's, you know, let's just open up with you telling us a little bit about your background now. Just get us some framework beforehand. Sure. Well, um, I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so... Uh, my business career started in sales. I started out actually in car sales in uh, the late 90s in California, uh, which was like the first dot-com boom. And then all of a sudden, a friend of mine called up and reminded me that there was like a computer kind of dot-com boom happening and I should get out of the car business and into uh, selling computers. And then that was kind of the start of kind of business-to-business sales, which led me into uh, the, the idea of selling over the telephone as opposed to selling in person, uh, which is what they did in the car business, obviously. And then the difference was with the car business, you have people making advertisements happen. Um, the company would do that. And then people would just come onto the lot. And then when I, when I got into computer sales, it was more cubicle and here's a telephone, go make something happen. And that was the beginning of my career in inside sales, basically. And since then, that it sort of that kind of grew into me doing it for myself, me doing it as an employee, and then an independent contractor, and then different iterations of trying to get other people to do it. And that brings us to Next Sales, which is me finding a group of young people in Macedonia who do the actual calling, and I kind of brought to them the intellectual property of how to do this. How do you do the role? 
of the inside sales rep of the of the SDR. And so that's where we are. Okay. And so, so you have a very strong uh, sales background, it sounds like, where you yourself was implementing and doing the strategy. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I've made hundreds of thousands of cold calls. So like I've cut my teeth, I've done, I've done the, the hard yards. <laughs> yeah. So it's, this was the, anything that I've learned has been forged in steel. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's okay. Real. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, do, I want people to understand, um, you know, the premise behind the platform that you have created sure. and your business model, because I think what you have done is you've just figured out a way to economize it, but also a way for it to happen without the person actually using their own resources. Right. Meaning myself doing the sales. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, that's the idea of the business owner always as a, is, well, if you're, I think that somebody asked me this the other day, they're like, can you have a one person business? And I, I was always, I was thinking, I was like, well, if you're providing the service that the client is paying for, then you don't really have a business, you have a job. So if you so I think that in a way, the definition of having a business is that other people do the work um, or else you don't really have a business. So yeah, my business, yeah, we have now, I think. I believe today it does vary from day to day because we have new people coming in and training 36 people. So 36 people doing right. the work. That's right. yeah, that's and the goal is to get more and more. That's the that's the idea. Yeah, because this really aligns with one of my uh, theories and uh, something I talk to business owners all the time. And I and I say this to them, especially in my workshops, I, I, you know, I tell them, you know, you literally have two options in generating business. You know, their first option is to pound the pavement, you know, dial for dollars, you know, uh, really be in the trenches and do it themselves. They have to go out and do it. The second option is they uh, can choose to pay someone, either marketing, a person, a salesperson, you know, some form of someone else doing it for them, but they have to do it in one of the two ways. And then if they choose option number three, then there's no return because no one's doing anything. It's just stagnant. Yeah, I think that's a great that's great advice. I, you know, one of my my mentors, somebody I follow a lot of of their information, is a guy by the name of Dan Sullivan from the Strategic Coach, and he's a very famous entrepreneurial coach. It's a very famous program. A lot of the sort of online kind of entrepreneurial guys are in in his guys and gals are in his program. And his main question to the asks of people is basically he says, look, everybody's asking the wrong question. They're always wondering like how to do something. And he's like, you shouldn't be asking how to do something. You should be asking who could do it. So who, not how, and always be asking who can I get to do this for me? Not how should I do it myself? And I don't always follow that to the best that, that I should, but I, that's, that's like, that's like a guiding light <laughs> who can do this for me. And I resisted that for a long time because I wanted to do everything myself. And that was a mistake. And it really hurt my growth for a long period of time. And I wish that I had followed that advice a lot sooner. So my recommendation to anybody on this call, if you're or on this listening to this podcast is ask yourself that question for any problem that you're having in your business or anything is who can help me, not how can I do it myself? I love that. I love it. I think that is awesome. And it's great advice. Um, is it, did he write a book or is he just a mentor? Just look up Dan Sullivan, Strategic Coach. You'll find a lot of resources online. He's got a podcast. He's got 
a ton of stuff on. Yeah, I'm sure he's written a book. I've just listened to his talks, and I've listened to um, a lot of his talks on YouTube, and they, that's really what what it boils down to. I mean, he's very much into um, the business is built around. It's kind of like the business is built around what what you can do uniquely. The other question he asks, which I think is really powerful, is how big could this get if you got really good at delegation? Like how successful could you be right. if you really could clearly get other people to implement your vision and use obviously tools and other people that- to do the work? How big could your like how much of your vision could you actually realize? I think most of us tend to stay small because we hold too much of the work ourselves. We should, it's almost like a, like we have to, like only I can do this. And most of the time that's just not true. And we hold on to things we shouldn't hold on to for mostly, right, I, right. I can speak for myself, mostly out of fear. In reality, what you want to be doing is finding people smarter than you, better than you to do the work and you, and what, and then you should be doing only those things that you can uniquely do. That's, that's the goal. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm a hundred percent there. It's a journey, but I think that's a good, those are good principles to think about, which mm-hmm. is you know, who, not how, and like, how big could, how, oh, no. what could I Absolutely. accomplish Absolutely. if I got really good at getting other people to do the work of bringing my vision into, into, into reality. Right. And it, and again, it goes back to the four hour work week or, um, when people say, you know, are you working, uh, on your business or in your business, you know, so the theory applies to what a lot of mentors and leaders uh, and, and really the people that uh, do this really well are saying, you know, it's, it's at the end of the day, it is it's delegating, it's letting go of it and having the people who are experts do it that are better than you or and have more time at the end of the day, have more time. You know, well, that's the goal is like they yeah, sure have the freedom of time. This is another concept from the from the strategic coach, which is have the freedom of time, have the freedom of relationships so you can work with the people that you want. You can have the freedom of location. Ideally, you can work from where you want. You can work with whom you want to work and you can work on what you want to work on the stuff that you that gets you excited about the business. And that's the goal. That's, that's what freedom. That's what entrepreneurship right. and then- promises is the is the freedom to 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 do those things right have those freedoms and then kind of and i'm kind of working backwards going forward but i you know freedom means making an investment so that you have that freedom but knowing it will pay off and so this is a great segue into talking about your platform and your product so can you just explain what it is so people understand and know the nuances that you're you're putting in place that you're actually doing. Sure. Yeah, what 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 we do is outsourced inside sales, so that's really simple. It's basically all of the grinding um rejection heavy prospecting work that nobody wants to do. So that's cold outreach via the telephone. Uh that's cold outreach via email, cold outreach via LinkedIn, going out to the market trying to get prospects to raise their hand to get on the phone with our clients ultimately so that our clients aren't wasting their time with the low value, repetitive, templated emails, templated voice calls, all of that stuff we do. And we do it from a lower cost labor uh, region called Macedonia, which is the ex-Yugoslavia, so that our clients can spend their time only on the phone with qualified, interested prospects. And that's that's the the essence of our service. That the the we believe that the crowning jewel 
of the sales process is salesperson or business owner or whatever on the phone with a qualified, interested, motivated prospect. That's where it all, that's where, that's like, if you're a salesperson, you live and die based upon the number of those quality interactions that you're having. If you want to measure one KPI, one key performance indicator as a sales rep, it's how many qualified sales calls did I have, or whatever you want to call them, strategic, uh, you know, calls, whatever you want to call them, it's a sales call. How many of those am I having on a daily basis? Good ones. And, and you get that number high, I guarantee you, your sales will go up. And then for you, for your company, the ultimate goal is setting appointments. Is that correct? Well, we have two. We have two parts. We set the appointment, but we're ba- we're commission based. So we make a we we we're commission based sales reps. So we we work on a draw against commission model. So we get a monthly fee, but we also have a commission rate. And what happens is when we close deals, then the client is paid back the draw before we make any commission. But our goal is to be 100% commission-based over time. And the advantage of that, I believe that that sets us apart um, from other people because other people will, other companies are lead generation companies or they're meeting setting companies. But because we're commission-based sales reps, we're pushing all the way through to the close. And if anybody has any experience in sales, everybody will know that there's really three results that can happen from a sales call. You got green lights, red lights, and yellow lights. Green lights and red lights are super easy. People tell you they're not interested. They're not interested. They'll never be interested. That's a red light. Green lights are, hey, wow, Kat, that's an amazing idea. Let's do it. Send me a contract I want to buy. That's a green light. That's easy. Where most people fail to follow up is mm-hmm. in the yellow lights where they say, hey, Kat, that was an awesome, what a great idea you have. Can you send me some information about that? I want to talk to my partner. I'll get back to you in a week. You send the info. Guess what? crickets, nothing. They go away. We re-engage there because what we find is a lot of sales reps are always hunting for the next deal that's hot today. So they don't follow up consistently on the yellow lights. And that's where we jump back in because we're all, we're going back in because we're trying to get that deal to close. So we spend a lot of our time setting meetings and then the other part of our time following up and saying, hey, you know what? Hey, Bill, you talked to Kat two weeks ago. Uh, she sent you a proposal. We haven't heard from you. You know, what can we, is there something that changed internally? Can we get you back on a call? You know, and those that could be, you know, and those follow-ups are consistently happening. So those are two parts of the survey. Okay. So I love this because I, um, you know, my previous life, I was a sales manager, you know, for 27 years and all of my, um, just for anybody listening, all of my salespeople were a hundred percent commission. That's how they got paid. It was a hundred percent commission. So I love the platform. I love the whole way this works because at the end of the day that you eat what you kill. So that that's the best platform you want because they're going to work the hardest because they have they eat what they kill, right? You know, well, that's, at the end of the day, right? Well, that's the that's yeah. And you're, in the sales business, one of the advantages of the sales business, and this is interesting. And again, I don't, I'm not trying to sort of sell the strategic coach program. This is another Dan <laughs> Sullivan concept. It's like there are two economies out there. There are the, there's the time and energy economy, meaning you sell your time for money, and there's the results economy. You get a percentage of what you do, what you produce. And as sales representatives and as business owners, you want to be in the, um, the percentage of, of results economy because there's no cap to that. There's a cap to dollars per hour. You're not, you right. can't make a million dollars an hour. 
but like it, you know that's just you know I'm, I'm using that as a kind of ridiculous figure but there's there's a cap to what you're going to be able to make per hour and there's a cap to how many day how many hours there are in a day but if you get a percentage of results and you're able to produce huge amounts of results through your efforts or the efforts of the others that that work with you then there's no cap absolutely. to your absolutely absolutely I love it I love the platform um, in fact when you know when I first met you Andrew and you told me about it I was like wow this is really really good this is great and it needs to get out there and it needs to be an option for businesses um, especially those businesses that you know they want immediate return or they want they want to know that their ROI is there that they're going to get a return on investment. And what a great way with 100% commission outsourced, you know. And these people were just really working for you, you know. They were just working their ass well, off. Well, I want to correct you. It's a, it's a draw against commission. So we get a monthly fee, but that's basically prepaid commission. Yeah. And we start out with a two-week trial that's that's guaranteed. So, if you, right. so basically you're going to know in the trial, hey, look, these guys are generating leads that we can close or they're not. If they're not, if we're not, then I'm happy to give you your money back. You paid nothing. You learned something. If we Great. are, and then you're going to know that eventually these deals are going to close because I know what closed deals look like. I know what those leads look like. And so um, then, you're, the, then the clients become comfortable paying a monthly fee to say, hey, look, I know I'm not going to – I'm going to get my money back. Here. Right. And just for anybody listening um, – a draw, a prepaid uh, commission is typical. It's atypical because you're just helping the person out because they have to survive in order to do the hustle. Uh, so anybody Absolutely. listening, That's right. yeah, it's, That's exactly it's, right. yeah, it's just a prepaid commission. That's all you're doing. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, that's usually based on the results that, um, Either they have done, they have performed, or um, that is an average of what people of their their qualification have done. So it's not like some random number that comes out, you know, That's just right. in anybody listening so they understand right. that. Absolutely. Um, That's right. Yeah, because I, I can't assume people have been sales managers like me. Right, right. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I love the idea. So there is a ramp up process, right? Because you do get to know each individual business. This is not just some cookie cutter thing, right? Absolutely. Well, there's, I mean, obviously, you know, today we're going to, if we have third, like we'll make close to 4,000 cold calls today. Uh, and a bunch of emails wow. and a bunch of LinkedIn. Those are individual calls. They're for different businesses. We have businesses. We work with multi-billion-dollar um, companies and five-person consultancies. So really big companies and really small companies. And we work in different products and services. So we have consultants as clients. We have product manufacturers as clients. We have digital advertising companies as clients. In general, we have a pretty we have a pretty standard format that we use. What we try to do is it's a two-step process, and this is what we found works for us. Basically, the first step is we try to get some information in the prospect's hand in exchange for their email address, basically in exchange for them raising their hand. So, And, and the information we try to get in their hands is a case study because people like yep. case studies psychologically more than any other type of information because a case study gives them a little bit of competitive info into what their competitors are doing. So everyone likes to see what their competitors are doing and fear of missing out is a big psychological motivator. So people really like case studies. So we try to just sell them what they want. 
They want to see some information right. about how somebody that they compete with is doing well. Great. That's what we give them on the first call. And then the second call, we go for the meeting. So that's, that's pretty consistent across all of our clients. Okay. And the case study also builds credibility, just so you know, because I know that uh, on my end, when we do um, like uh, free downloads and things like that, case studies do really well in regards to, yeah, A, I want to see what my competitor is doing or where they line up. And then B, you're building credibility of, you know, this Absolutely. is what I've done. Yeah. If you, what I would say to anybody out there, because Kat, you mentioned earlier that there are some people on this call or listening to this uh, podcast that are thinking about starting a business. What I would say is the most important thing you can do if you're trying to start a business, do whatever you can, even if you have to work for free, to get your case study. Prove that what you do helped somebody either save money. Or make money because at the end of the day, in business, what people care the most about is saving money or making money. That's why they're in business in general. So if you can do something to help yeah. them do that, that's all you're doing is you're solving somebody's problem. And in business, that's the problems people have. They want to make money or save money. So get that case study. And once you have that case yeah. study, leverage that. Like just go sell that case study to. Ev- that's that's your sales tool. That's the heck with brochures. Case, I'd much rather have a case study than a brochure. Nobody cares about brochures. People love case studies. They love stories. That's what a case study is. It's a story. Hey, this business was had this ugly situation. I came to the rescue. I helped them either make or save money. And now look at their new situation there. And and wouldn't you? And basically underlying that is, wouldn't you like us to do the same? Right. It's the whole. That's the power of a case. It's the whole analogy of uh, what's in it for me and what can you do for me? You know. Absolutely. And and uh, if you're if you're thinking about starting a business, you really should be thinking about how can I help somebody so that they will give me a case study so that I then can go help other help more people. That's the most important thing, especially in a B two B company. is is that first win the first client that gives you a comprehensive case study then you can take that to you can you can ride that one case study for a really long way so okay so okay so let's get it let's get into a little bit of ideal customers who's the best fit you know is there a size is there a category is it b2b is it b2c and then a pricing you know let's just be transparent and, and throw sure, pricing sure. out well we the it, there needs to be a few things, a sort of financial, an algorithm for our best clients look like, looks like this. When you need to have a big market to call because we're a volume-based business. We make a lot of phone calls. So if you only have 10 people that could be your client, like if you're like the Peter Thiel company, Palatier, and they have like one client, which is like the CIA or the Department of Defense, we're not a great service for you because right. yep. we, need, we call a lot of people. So you have to have a lot of people to call. Number two, you have to have right. a big client lifetime value. So if you make $20 for, per sale, you can't really have human beings making those sales for you because they're just not, it just does, the dynamics won't work. Our clients that do really well are like consultants. They make a lot of money per client. So like mid five figures, low six figures per deal. That's great for us because you, you know, to talk about our pricing, yep. we, our reps get 1300 per month per rep. So if you're paying a rep, let's say $15,000 in a year, and they're going to make 20,000 phone calls or more and send, you know, gosh knows how many emails, it stands to reason that even if the, like, they're not even that good, they're going to be good. But assuming they're not even that good, they could run into, they're going to back into a deal in 20,000 tries. 
So if you can take that $15,000 resource and back into a six-figure deal once a year, that's a heck, if you did it once every three years, it's a great ROI. But that's the way we like it likes to work. And the other thing is that you have to be, in order to make our service work, you should be stable financially. Because the truth is, in B2B marketing, um, in complex business-to-business sales, so you're trying to make you know, $50,000 sale, $100,000 sale. It doesn't, it doesn't, I don't care what anybody tells you, it doesn't happen overnight. The way that it works is you're building a resource. You're building an asset. That asset is a series of communications happening with interested prospects, some of which will buy from you, but that doesn't happen overnight. Our average numbers look something like this. We're going to make a hundred dials. We're going to get a hold of two or three people out of those hundred dials. Of those, maybe 20% will give us an email address in exchange for a case study. Of those people that give us a case study, I mean, give us their email, four just did it to get rid of us. One will take a meeting. So that now you're talking about how many meetings do you need to close a deal? Um, for one of our clients we have right now, it takes us, it, we close in our first year with him, it took us 12,000, on average, 12,500 dials per deal. That's what it takes. But that works really well because he makes a lot of money per deal. So you need to be making enough money per deal. You need to have enough people to call and you have to be stable financially so that you can, you know, wait to build up a pipeline and and get deals across the line. If you need it to work in the first two weeks, you know, this is not for you. We're not for you. So, okay. So let me break down the math for some people because I did the math when we originally talked because I want people to understand the ROI and I'm going to use my situation as an example. Okay. So $1,300 to me in commission, that equals to what I pay commission if I had someone on staff is 20% of whatever product they sold. Okay. Okay. And so that would equal to $6,500 in revenue for me. Right. $6,500 because $1,300 of that I would pay to someone commission. And then I make the excess. Okay. And so if I equate that to numbers, because I'm a real numbers kind of girl, is that's on the, on the low end, that's nine clients in one month. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, In the middle end, that's three clients for that $6,500. Uh, and on the, the top end, that would be one, just one client, one client in a month would cover my expense. And so I just want people to understand that you got to do the math. You got to understand your numbers. You got to understand what you're paying out. And then you got to understand how much, it, how much of, you know, of this is costing you. What is your time worth? Because, you know, if you crunch the numbers and you, you know, spin them back and forth, you know, up and down, you got to know what does this mean to you and your business? How does this equate to how many numbers of sales? How much is the revenue uh, against your commission, what you're paying out in commission? And 20% is what we pay. You know, other people pay differently. Some people may pay, you know, 30%. Some people may pay, you know, it, it's all varies. So just understand what your commission structure and how it works out. And do you work with people to help them understand and back up those numbers? I would say, well, I mean, I, I give them standard kind of expectations. When I get on a call with somebody, I'll run through the numbers like we just did, Kat, and say, hey, look, this is what this is okay. going to look like. And in general, you know, this is what you're talking about. But here's what here's what I can say to people who want to start a business or are confused about mark, like marketing, sort of the math that we're talking about. This math is the key to growing your business. What math am I talking about? This is the direct marketing math. 
Direct marketing math is as follows. You need to know this for your business. What is my cost per lead? A lead is somebody raising their hands. What is my cost to get a lead, get somebody to raise their hand? And it's even better if you can break that down for different channels. What is my cost in email? What is my cost in telemarketing? What is my cost in direct mail? What is my cost in trade shows? Yep. All of that. And you should be having multiple channels of getting leads. It all starts with a lead. So number one, what is my cost per lead? Second, what is my cost per successful meeting? So what is my meeting cost? The lead doesn't mean anything if they won't get on the phone with me and talk to me about doing business. So then what's my cost per meeting? Okay, then what is my cost per sale? How many meetings do I, if a meeting costs me, I don't know, 500 US dollars to get, how many do I need to get a sale across the line? And then those, and then from there, the last piece is then what do I make per client? Because if you don't know what you make per client, you don't know how much you can invest to get the client, to buy the client is what you're trying to do. So if you make $10,000 with a client profit, then you know that rationally you can spend pretty close to 10, almost you could spend $9,000 to get that client and you still make $1,000 or it'd be better if you spent 5,000, but you need to know those numbers and you need to know them by media, by different media that you use. And our goal is obviously to lower them as much as possible. Um, But that's, that's super crucial. You, if you don't know those numbers, you cannot effectively, as a small business, go out and predictably create a machine that generates money, which is what a sales operation and a marketing operation should be. It should be a machine that generates money. Our clients, I don't want to, if for us, a client, if they're, if they're not making a 10x ROI, right. meaning 10, they pay us one, they make 10 times what they pay us over time, that's, that's, a, that's a failure on our end. But, but you're not going to get there unless you know what your numbers are. Mm-hmm. So I can't stress that enough. It's a good place to like, you know, I know we're, we're coming up on the end, but it's very, if you take nothing else out of this conversation that Kat and I are having, but to know those numbers, then you will have yeah. spent a good half hour. I, I, know those numbers. I, and I agree because, uh, you know, I just had a conversation the other day with um, Money Works. It's a company that helps uh, businesses understand where where their dollars are being spent or what's going out, what's coming in. And, you know, at the end of the day, what's your net, you know? Uh, and a lot of companies don't know that and you should understand it and you should know your numbers. Um, you need to but know. the other thing, the other thing is that's cool is there is a return. So there is a return in this product. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it if there was not a return and, and that's what you want. You want a return. Um, and so you want to invest in things that are going to help and, uh, give you a return. And then as you try these things, as you uh, sample, you, then you, and then you majorly invest in the things that work. You know, you just, you commit to those things at work. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the, the basic idea is you try a bunch of stuff. You try, you attempt to try it as cheap as possible, but still get a statistically significant um, response, like result. So you know that if yep. it worked or if it didn't, and then you, you kill the lambs and feed the lions. That's it. That's right. That's it. That's right. That's all you do. That's right. Okay, Andrew, um, just to wrap this up, because this is so much great information and uh, all your contact and your information will be on our notes and it will be on our website. Um, but tell, just tell everybody why you got into this. Like, cause I, I know why, and I want you to tell everybody else why it gave you some freedom. Yeah. Well, that, well, yeah, for me, um, you know, I, I have, I have, I, yeah, I, lo- I love to travel the world. I've, I've been, I left the United States 10, year, uh, 10 years ago 
bought a one-way ticket to Frankfurt and I've been kind of seeing the world for a decade. And I just love to do that. I love, you know, I'm in Chiang Mai, Thailand at the moment. Um, I've been, I've been to so many different places in the world and I needed a way to make money that wasn't location specific. Um, and business and especially this kind of business in this day and age is, is the vehicle for that kind of freedom. And it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, be location independent. You don't, you can stay where you are. It doesn't, it's sort of not, that's not, it just was relevant in my particular case, but business entrepreneurship provides value for the world, value for other people and freedom if done, if done right for the entrepreneur and satisfaction. So I, it's really, really hard, but I, I, I recommend it as a great way of, of learning um, from that which instructs and what like Benjamin Franklin said, um, that which hurts instructs, meaning so it's painful and it, it's difficult, but I learn so much every day and I love it. I really, I really enjoy it. So I highly, if you're of that kind of uh, mindset, I highly recommend that you, that you give yeah. it a shot. And I, I love it. I love your story. I love your platform and your concept. And I love that you're solving a problem. You're solving a problem that, you know, you personally experience and that, you know, other business owners are experiencing. So, you know, at the end of the day, successful entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs that are solving problems and addressing people's needs. Uh, and this is one of those uh, products. And, and I absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Andrew. I appreciate you coming on and telling us your story and talking about your product and service. And again, to anybody who's listening, uh, the notes will be on the website. And any um, final, or wait, first, how do people get a hold of you if they wanted to directly ask you a question? Oh, sure. You, you feel free to reach out to me via email, J at nextsales, that's plural, llc.com. Or you could find me, Andrew Jacoby, Next Sales on LinkedIn. And those are probably the two best ways to do it. Yeah. And again, I, I'll have his contact info uh, in the notes. And uh, again, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And um, anybody out there that was listening, um, thank you for listening. And you know you got this. Thank, thanks. Until next time. Thank yes. you so much. Thanks so much. Bye now. Are you starting a new business or rebranding? Advertise is offering an affordable business starter kit for your peace of mind. We will help you create business cards, logo design, a website, and much more for a competitive price of just $850. Get your affordable Advertise business starter kit today. Visit standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this.